0: to back 40 45 50. he's oh off to the receiver down on to the 15 10 5. touchdown errin jones oh, what a play this is the quick Slants podcast Have you ever wanted to meet your favorite professional athlete? Packers stars of yesterday and today, including Devontae Adams, Amon Green, Jair Alexander, Antonio Freeman, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams are all available for bookings right now. Mayfield Sports specializes in these special moments between fans and their favorite professional athletes. Head over to MayfieldSportsMarketing.com to see the full list of available athletes to book your favorite professional athlete at your next event. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I am Jason Perrone of the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin and also Pulse of the Pack and also the Pack-A-Day podcast podcast. A little bit later this week, it is a little later on Wednesday, but there is some news to share with you, and so it was a good thing that I waited, because I have more to share. It's going to be a little bit of a longer show today, a lot of content, let's let's jump right into it. So Wednesday, uh, the big news out of Green Bay was that running back Tyler Irvin, safety Raven Green, and defensive lineman Billy Wynn were all placed on injured reserve on Wednesday. Normally that would be big, big, and not so great news. It's not great news, but... Injured reserve is a three-week proposition this year versus longer, so they could return. It doesn't sound like Billy Wynn's injury is really going to allow him to do that. It's a triceps injury for him. Matt LaFleur used the word concerned earlier this week to describe the injury. Raven Green's injury is a shoulder. It was suffered on the these special teams uh, this past weekend, so Raven Green has got a, a pretty niche role there at safety. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. So Raven Green to injured reserve and Tyler Irvin to injured reserve. He has an ankle injury uh, to go along with the wrist injury and the rib injury that he had been battling. So Tyler Irvin's been dealing with a lot. He goes on injured reserve and we'll see if he's got a chance to come back after three weeks. Of course, the Packers side Tavon Austin and that, uh, you know, he's got a ton of experience returning kicks. So there's at least an answer there for Tyler Irvin. Otherwise, I think this special teams unit was going to be a lot less special than they've already been, which is, and they've been very, very much less special. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. So, uh, an interesting stat that came out earlier this week from Bill Huber of SI. Bill Huber's stat with four games to go, the Packers have more touchdowns and points than 2017, 2018, and 2019. Aaron Rodgers is an MVP candidate. Devontae Adams is an Offensive Player of the Year candidate. The offense is absolutely rolling. And It's rolling to the point where the Packers could actually use, the the offense could be the answer to their problems and get them all the way to a Super Bowl, even if their defense is marginal and not that great. The offense has just been fantastic, and they've done so against some pretty good defenses. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles are not a very good team, but that's because of offensive woes, and their offensive line is horrific. Their defense is actually not too bad, and the Packers put up what they needed to in order to beat the Eagles, they put up 30 points. So they were able to beat beat Philadelphia and they've they've done it against the Colts. And they've they've actually put up some good good point totals against the Bears defense, which is pretty good as well. So the Packers, you know, that offense is just it's moving. All, all those points and and everything else. I mean, they're putting up putting them up at at a great clip, and it kind of reminds me of 2014. I mean, the offense can pretty much do whatever the heck it wants. Now, what we can't have is in the past two seasons that the Packers have had a really good chance to go to the Super Bowl, watch the offense kind of fall asleep in the playoffs. Uh, twenty sixteen, that didn't happen. They played well and, and continued to churn. But in twenty eleven and twenty fourteen, the offenses just didn't play very well in that NFC Championship game that they got to each each season. And actually, they didn't get to the NFC Championship game in twenty eleven. That was against the Giants in the divisional round. And the offense just didn't play well. So. That, that can't happen. The Packers offense can't go to sleep if they want to do anything special this season. But that's that's just a telling stat. You know, through 12 games, more points than 2017, 2018, 2019. So Aaron Rodgers just churning and burning. You know, when the ball leaves his hands now for the first time in a long time, it's kind. Con- you got confidence it's going to land in a Packers' hands. Well, hopefully if it doesn't bounce off their hands. But Rodgers playing really, really well. After the win over the Eagles... I tweeted out that this this team keeps pushing towards their ultimate goal of winning a championship, but I always say beware of the warts that have shown up time and time again this season and even in past seasons because you know we've seen those things sting the team and, and bite them in the butt. I'm t- this year. I'm talking about the bad tackling, the soft zone coverage on long down a distance, special teams. The you know during the, the things that sting the team during the season typically end up part of the storyline as to why their season ended. And I don't want that to happen. I want to see the Packers clean it up and and get it cleaned up. Now, again, special teams takes a big hit. Tyler Irvin is out. But again, Tavon Austin, you you insert Tavon Austin in there and they should be okay. Now, we turn our attention to the punter, J.K. Scott. This is not something I want to spend a lot of time on in my show, but I have to talk about it. And there's some interesting stats and things to keep in mind here with regards to Scott. Everybody is very frustrated with his tackling and obviously that's not why he was drafted but he was drafted so as a punter if you get drafted you automatically and that's even in the seventh round you automatically have to be a really good punter jk scott taken in the fifth round so he's got a lot of a lot of pressure on him but through 12 games jk scott has punted 36 times okay in 2018 and 2019 he punted 71 and 77 times respectively twice that number Right? So they only have four more games for him and he'd have to you know, punch his, his, the, the lights out to hit those numbers. That's because the offense is balling out. Matt LaFleur has gone for it 19 times on fourth down. That's eighth most in the NFL. The Packers have converted 12 of those. Only two teams in the league, the Colts and the Bengals, have more conversions than the Packers on fourth down. So long story short, Matt LaFleur has no problem keeping the ball in the hands of Aaron Rodgers versus kicking it away. And that isn't necessarily an indictment on jk scott's ability but the special teams have struggled they've had a block kick they've had two punts returned for a touchdown they've only been four in the nfl all season the packers have given up two not good not great okay jk scott's numbers he's averaging 45.3 yards per kick which is 20th fifth round punter it's 20th in the league he has 11 kicks landing inside the 20 tied for 25th that's not good also only 14 of his punts have been returned but the issue is the 271 return yards allowed. That's a 19.4 yard average. And that's thanks to the two touchdowns given up that were both long yardage that inflate that number. But over the last four games, two, two punts returned for a touchdown. So that, not, that drops J.K. Scott's net average down to 35.6. That's abysmal for any punter, right? Let, I mean, and the tackling ability, we you know, we, he can't, he can't tackle. He's not willing to. He's not He's not willing to tackle. He stinks uh, as far as, as that goes in, in terms of keeping a punter on the field, you know, cutting it back in, something. J.K. Scott stinks. That's how I'm choosing to word it for the kiddos that may be listening to this. I could have some stronger words. But also for those kids, effort is a choice. Always remember that. J.K. Scott, you're not paid to, to tackle guys. But look, if you're going to kick the ball straight to the other guy, the returner, on a line and give him a head start and give him the advantage over the Packers coverage unit then yes, you have a choice to make and you better stick your nose in there and get the get the returner down I mean Mason Crosby has made some plays and some tackles over the years you know I think he had a he caused a fumble on a, a kick return I think it was Cordell Patterson with the Vikings back in the day you know Mason Crosby f- f- forces a fumble which is it's like stick your nose in there just try to do something you know. And both of those punt returns for a touchdown have taken place in Lambeau Field, which is really disappointing. You know, it's, it's at home. You'd like to think that this, this team can, you know, can do more damage than, than that. Okay, so the special teams and J.K. Scott, not the greatest. But we're into December now, when the weather is cold, Lambeau Field is supposed to be an advantage from a weather standpoint, and yet the opposing teams are cooking up all these ways to take advantage of the Packers' punt coverage. Do you trust J.K. Scott to handle his duties with the Packers chasing a Super Bowl, and that one seed? I don't. You know, I I don't. I'm being realistic. I think the Packers have a liability at, at their with their punter. Every time he steps on the field now, I expect bad things to happen. That's a really awful. You know that 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 could be a really awful ill time shank. Another punt return for a touchdown. Just it's bad. It's bad, and I don't want Matt Lafleur overthinking it. I don't want him overthinking it, uh, but they're going to have to make some smart decisions with regards to special teams as far as that goes and as far as the Packers go. So, you know, I talked about the three guys placed on injured reserve. Anthony Rush was signed off waivers from the Chicago Bears as a big defensive lineman, so he can step in hopefully and take, take some snaps from where Billy Wynn left off. Billy Wynn was a role player, so I, I think they still prefer Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Kingsley, Kiki, who's balling the hell out up front. Billy Wynn is a role player. I think they can mitigate that. The Raven Green injury is a little different. That's that's one that's going to be tough. He kind of carved out a niche role as that linebacker slash safety. You know, and our own Jacob Wessendorf opined on Twitter earlier this week that maybe rookie safety Vernon Scott, a friend of Game On Wisconsin and a guest on our mega show before the season started, maybe he gets some, a chance to play there. You've also got Will Redman. You've got Henry Black at safety. You have some guys that can step in there, but none of them are Raven Green. Raven Green's made some plays, got some interceptions and and has played really well. he has been a steady presence back there. He plays on special teams, you know, but as I've said many, many times before, it's all about the depth. It's all about the depth on any football team. No team goes through an entire season and doesn't have to figure out how to replace a key guy or two for at least part of it. So it's encouraging that Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin have played better than expected. And that certainly helps in the middle of the defense. you know. But those guys can't be what Raven Green is. You can't just put plug them in and plug and play. So the attention kind of turns to defensive coordinator Mike Pettin. He's going to have to figure out how to keep the defense producing and effective. And speaking of how that's happening and what he has done, last week, Darius Smith and Kenny Clark went up to Mike Pettin's office. They asked him to simplify the defense and just let them get after the quarterback. Pettin listened. And while it was the worst offensive line in the league in the Philadelphia Eagles, the Packers had eight sacks in the game. So on the one hand, you could say that it took the players telling the defensive coordinator what's best for them to stop their opponent. And why didn't Pettin figure that out on his own? Or you could say he listens to his players. His ego isn't too big. You know, the defense at some point is going to have to play to their absolute max ability to help get this team a win. That's probably going to take place in the playoffs. No team left on the regular season schedule is too big or scary for the Packers. They can likely outscore everyone left, and that includes the Tennessee Titans. But they're going to have to get off the field and, and get the ball to Aaron Rodgers in the offense. If Derrick Henry goes off for 200 plus yards, the game got wrecked. Spoiler alert: they didn't get it done. So hopefully the Packers do do get it done, and you know they they really they don't need to win out, but they probably are going to have to win out if they want the one seed because they're one game behind the New Orleans Saints who are 10-2, the Packers 9-3. and Packers beat the Saints earlier this year, so all it takes is for them to have a, a mutual record, the same record, and then you know Green Bay jumps into that one seed. Now, if Green Bay can take care of business this week against the Detroit Lions, the Saints have an easier game this week, but next week they host Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and that could be a prime opportunity for the Packers to leapfrog the Saints if they can take care of business against the Lions this week and then six days later on Saturday as they host the Carolina Panthers. So, looking at the this game against the, the Detroit Lions, now a win over Detroit and a Vikings loss means the Packers win the NFC North. Which, for the Packers, is let's be honest, it's really a formality at this point. The Packers are going to win the North unless something wicked and weird happens and that could we all know what i'm talking about i don't have to say it out loud but the packers are probably going to win this division and that's just the way that it's going to be i mean that but that said nothing is ever promised against the lions in detroit i have seen some absolute trash lion teams beat some really good packers teams 2010-2014 come to mind they lost in detroit both years but you know what else they also went on to appear in the NFC Championship game in both seasons. So in 2010, Aaron Rodgers gets concussed; he doesn't play. They don't get it done. They they lose on the road to the Lions. Uh, in 2014, it was like the third week of the season, and the Packers just brain farted and just couldn't get it couldn't get it going, couldn't get it going. So uh, the Packers should have won both NFC Championship games too. By the way, uh, they did win one; they didn't win the other. But I, now i I'm, I'm not saying the Packers are going to lose. To Detroit this weekend it's just that you can't take the Lions for granted you know the Packers are seven and a half point favorites Lions just fired their GM their head coach but it can easily become one of those brain fart games and the Packers cannot afford that I mentioned the Saints are 10-2 they've got a leg up on both the Rams and Seattle who have four losses so the the Packers have to have to hope you never want some help but the Packers are going to need a little bit of help with the Saints to leapfrog into that one seed so if the Packers happen to struggle in any of these next three games they're going to need the Saints to lose twice maybe three times down the stretch that's a really tough ask I mean there's always the easiest way to avoid that scenario is for Green Bay to just win out and hope that New Orleans can lose at least one more time and I think they probably will I don't think they're going to run the table they've got Taysom Hill at quarterback Drew Brees is going to come back eventually I think Drew Brees is set to return in the game against the Chiefs but This isn't the Drew Brees and Sean Payton connection from 11 years ago that trucked over everybody. And they had a pretty good defense, too, and won the Super Bowl. They actually uh, beat the Minnesota Vikings and Brett Favre in the NFC Championship game. I thought I would just throw that out there and mention that as well. So... Well, that's about all we've got there for this week's Quick Slants podcast. Get over to Game on Wisconsin. Check out all of the great content over there, the great shows, the live shows, the Jamal Williams show every Tuesday. You've got Quick Slants on Wednesday. Open book Lombardi's Bar on Wednesday as well. The girls doing happy hour on Monday. A lot of great stuff. A lot of really, really good stuff going on. you got the fantasy pregame show, the you know the pre-snap, you got the post route. Tons of content for you over at Game on Wisconsin. So the Packers... Will take on the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Next time I am coming to you. Hopefully, we're talking about the Packers getting into the double digits in the win column, and we're talking about a ten and three Green Bay Packers team that is well on their way to hopefully taking care of business and nabbing the number one or number two seat in the NFC playoffs. Everybody, it's turning to winter. We're into December. Everybody, stay warm. More importantly, stay safe. And as always, go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff, quick throw right side, there's Devontae, from right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45, 40, track down from behind,